Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? On Thursday, September 8th, Primetime Television's number one show for an unprecedented 11 consecutive seasons with a record 11 Emmys for Outstanding Live Sports Series, Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock, will return with a new look to kick off the NFL season. When last we saw the SNF team in February, executive producer Fred Gadelli, play-by-player Al Michaels, and sideline reporter Michelle Tafoya broadcast the Super Bowl from SoFi Stadium. Godelli and Michaels are now on Amazon with the NFL's Thursday Night Football Package, while Tafoya hosts the Sideline Sanity podcast. Before we meet the new team, returning analyst Chris Collinsworth remembers his old teammates and another, director Drew Esikoff, who is back. Collinsworth recalls following a legend who we lost last year. One of the first conversations that all of us had together, and um, we had a great run with Al and Michelle and Fred and Drew and uh, it was great and we had whatever it was 13 years together and you know a lot of times it was like falling out of bed you know you just knew what each other were thinking and it just falls into place Um, but it, it really is hard to believe that it doesn't feel like a new team if that's and maybe I don't even know if that makes sense or not but I know these, I mean, you know, <laughs> I just know them. I, I've, I've worked with them. I know exactly who they are. I, you know, Mike and I communicate very easily. We've done a full season's worth of games plus uh, together. Um, and we're all friends. You know, I mean, it was, that was the obvious part um, from my standpoint. I mean, I, I went out, the only rule that Al Michaels had for me was that I had to go out to dinner with him on Friday and Saturday night. That back in the early days, I would I would take an either or and and um, and because I wanted to stay in my room and you know do homework. But I, he was right, you know, in that he said it becomes about the partnership on the air. It becomes about the relationship on the air and you're going to know plenty of football for this game. You need to know more about me and us and what, what makes us tick. And I thought it was some of the great advice that, that I ever really got because I started doing that. Uh, and we really became fast friends and, and communicated very easily. I've got the advantage of, you know, when I first came in, I was taken over for John Madden. You know, it wasn't like I just walked in and all of a sudden they went, oh, you're a whole lot like John Madden. You know, that just that just wasn't the case. Uh, we did a lot of things differently. Um, but to me, and I'm not the person coming into it at this point, it, it just doesn't feel like a hard transition. Now, I'm sure that when we get in the first broadcast and there's going to be communication issues and we're going to all have done things in a different way. So, I mean, I understand there's going to be a transition period of time. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I we've already spent, a lot of time together, obviously getting ready for this season. And I don't know who it was that said it before, but there's a real comfort already to, to just being a part of the group and being friends and being able to tell jokes about each other and on each other that typically don't come until you've known somebody a couple of years, at least. 
And it's just like a group I'm used to hanging out with already. And I, I, you know, I hope that's what comes across on the air. Tariko follows a legend, too. For him, it's take two, as he took the baton from Michaels in 2006. I've done this already at Monday Night Football. Remember, Al had done Monday Night Football for 20 years. And Monday Night Football moved to ESPN. But obviously, as you well know, being in that unique slot, the only game that night, uh, it's the music, all that. There's such a legacy of Monday Night Football. And after Keith Jackson did it the first year, and then Frank Gifford the next 15, Al had done it for 20. So for many people, the only person they associated with Monday Night Football League people were in the play-by-play chair, Frank Gifford and Al, because they did it for a combined 35 years. So I followed Al on that and had that run for 10 years. So that's something that doesn't even factor into my mind or my approach here now. And I'm very different at this point. I'm significantly older, 16 years older than I was then. I've done a couple of hundred primetime NFL games and been the primetime host for three Olympic games. So for me, it's an assignment that I've worked for. I feel like I'm completely prepared for and surrounded by the best people. So for me, there's no angst about being that next person in that chair. Sunday Night Football's new coordinating producer, Rob Hyland, has produced primetime Olympic programming, Thursday Night Football, Notre Dame games, and the Kentucky Derby. His SNF journey started at the beginning of the franchise in 2006, but he's been with NBC a quarter of a century. This is my 25th year working at NBC, and time has truly flown. Uh, when you're having fun, it goes by very quickly, as you know. Um, but truly, for all the shows that I've worked over that time, I'm not sure anything was more formative in my career than the three years I spent on Sunday Night Football, starting with the show's Maiden Voyage back in 2006. I worked as a tape producer under uh, Freddie Goodelli and Drew Essikoff, and the lessons I learned really laid the foundation of who I am as a producer. And uh, I'm so looking forward to starting the next chapter with this team. Highland, a former offensive lineman at Williams College, believes his life has led up to this moment. I'm a... um, former Division Three football player. I, I've loved the game of football since I was, you know, five years old. I remember my first game, and it's been a dream of mine to someday have the opportunity to, to produce a Super Bowl. And to be given the opportunity to lead Sunday Night Football, uh, I pinch myself every morning I wake up, and that's the truth. With Highland, Tarico, and new sideline reporter Melissa Stark replacing Goodelli, Michaels, and Tafoya, inevitably SNF will look new but Highland looks forward to steering the same successful ship. Beginning with the people calling the game, you know, three of the five people on this call are new from last year, but, you know, that doesn't mean there's going to be major changes in the show. You know, this is still Sunday Night Football, as the fans know and love, and the same Sunday Night Football that's been the number one show for a historic 11 consecutive years. But, you know, beginning next week, you know, the show's going to have a new look with uh, a new graphic presentation. There's a couple new camera angles, you know, I think, you know, for the TV um, fan and the TV production fan, you'll notice some slight tweaks. But what has made Sunday Night Football the gold standard in, in sports television is best-in-class storytelling and coverage of the football game. And those two things will remain the same. Uh, but as I said, you know, the presentation might look a little different. Uh, some of the camera angles may be unique and, and new to this season, but. Uh, What has made the show so successful will continue moving forward. So what is new? Highland describes innovations and the preparation leading into the season kickoff. 
There's a new reverse Exmo slash camera position that we've added from last year's show. It'll provide intimate shots uh, following the ball from a new perspective. We have pylon cameras this year, something Sunday Night Football did not have. Uh, a line to gain camera, which is coming back. And, you know, those are a few of the camera uh, changes. Uh, in terms of how you prepare, well, our, our last game was, what, August 4th? It's the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, which is really a celebration of the eight Hall of Famers that went in that night. And the football game, you know, kind of takes a back seat to the storytelling week one or week zero, excuse me, of the preseason. We go from that to games that move a lot faster with a heck of a lot more equipment. So, you know, Drew and I will spend a significant amount of time on that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in the trucks, uh, reviewing the monitor wall, looking at every camera position, uh, in the lead up for the last two weeks, I've met with our replay operation team and gone over the, the specific isolation plans for uh, personnel that are on the field. Uh, but really nothing will prepare you uh, for that uh, opening kickoff. Um, you know, you plan for it, but then it happens. Uh, I know we've got the team in place to uh, showcase the game and tell the stories and answer the, the whys. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of preparation that goes into that. But like I said, having a preseason game five weeks removed from the real thing uh, is a lot of uh, preparation in theory versus practice. Joining NBC in 2017, Tarico has worked with Highland and reunites with Stark from his Disney days. I've been waiting a long time to get back in the chair and looking forward to the full season, especially with this group. Drew Esikoff's not on the call, our director, but I've known Drew forever, and he's just a, the best in the industry, and his, uh, his warmth, and his attitude makes uh, 20 straight weeks on the road something to look forward to. Uh, we've heard all Rob's headline accomplishments. Rob and I have been kind of attached to the hip in my six years, now seven at NBC, from the Triple Crown to Notre Dame football. We worked together the last six seasons and uh, the last 34 nights of primetime coverage of the Olympics. So we, we know how the other one thinks. Uh, if there's nobody better than Chris, 17 Emmys, uh, year after year after year, he is the standard and what an honor it is to sit next to him for these 17 weeks. And we kind of stumbled over this fact uh, a little bit ago. Melissa and I actually worked together 20 years ago on a primetime <laughs> made-for-TV golf show featuring Tiger Woods. So uh, we all know each other. We all have spent some time together here in the off season, and can't wait to get this thing going with the best schedule uh, in the NFL TV packages that Sunday night schedule. Stark details her detour from primetime football and appreciates the opportunity to return. I am thrilled to be back on the sidelines 20 years later. I started Monday Night Football in 2000, and that's when I worked with Fred Gadelli and Drew Esikoff, who we've talked about and uh, is incredible and still on the show, Al at the time, and John Madden. Uh, I worked the Olympics with Rob in Athens, so Rob and I go back way back as well. I left Monday Night Football to start a family and to cover news, so I actually went to NBC News at the time and uh, and MSNBC, and then I realized you cannot really have a family and cover breaking news. So I took a little time off and then went to NFL Network, and uh, sports was always my passion, so now here I am. I'm coming back four teenagers later and so excited to work with the very best in the business and excited about all the new resources that we have on the sidelines. Big difference from 20 years ago. She discusses how her job has changed in the two decades since her Monday Night Football debut. 
for me, a lot, I think, like I said, has changed in the last 20 years in terms of not necessarily just the standard, but uh, the support, the, you know, you have the monitors down there, you have, um, you just, I, I do have a lot more support. Um, I have, uh, we've talked about this. It, 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 it's so incredible. We have a former head athletic trainer down there. And of course, the job of the sideline reporter is to be the eyes and the ears on the sideline and injuries are a huge part of that. So that is incredible. And it's an incredible resource. Um, I think I just learned that, um, you know, sort of the sky's the limit in terms of what we can do and the resources that we do have, because this is such an incredible show. And I think I also learned about this group. I mean, this group, we've all worked together in some sense. I haven't necessarily worked with Chris, but we've talked on the phone a number of times. We've done a ton of dinners. We all have an incredible camaraderie right from the, right from the start. So hopefully that translates. I mean, it's definitely off the field, but hopefully that translates on the field as well. And, and I think it, definitely will. Um, so I'm so excited to work with this team just because it just feels like we've all known each other forever. And, you know, we are going to travel so much and spend so much time together that it is like your family uh, because we, you know, we, we have so many dinners together and we, and we are on the road so much together. So um, I think I learned that, you know, we all get along really well and I'm really excited about that and the camaraderie. Since Highland, Stark, and Tarico have worked together before SNF, Collinsworth wonders whether he's actually the rookie on the team. He's excited to call the Bills Rams and then Buccaneers Cowboys. I never really thought about it before, but that makes me the newcomer to this group, which is great. <laughs> I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the, a chance to go visit a couple of the teams uh, from opening night and uh, you know, no matter how many times you do this first game, it never gets old. I, there's a buzz knowing that not only are millions of people watching, but the entire league is watching. And everybody wants to know what opening night looks like. You know, the championship banners and the fans are going crazy. And it's just, it's, it's a special, special night. I, I know that uh, we've loved covering it. Uh, over the years, uh, I don't know how some of our production team feels about having to do the, the championship moment because uh, it does take a little bit of effort on their part for the few days before. But I know for them, it's a it's a thrill to be a part of it, and it's so weird to be right back in the same stadium for the second straight year we had the championship team play uh, in their home stadium. But to get to see uh, right off the bat on on opening weekend. Uh, three of the four favorites, there's no question about it, uh, in the NFC and to get a good look at uh, Rams and Tampa and Dallas. and, and But the, the team that most people would say is the team to beat this year, I think, would be the Buffalo Bills. Um, so as we looked at some of the games that were possibilities for opening night, uh, of course, I have no say in that whatsoever. But I knew which games I was cheering for, and I went two for two. These are my two favorite games of the opening weekend. Sunday Night Football's pregame show, Football Night in America, also received a facelift with host Maria Taylor leading new analysts, former Cowboys quarterback and head coach Jason Garrett, and fantasy football expert Matthew Berry, as they join returning analysts Tony Dungy and Chris Sims. She takes tips from her team while watching games at NBC Sports headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. When I'm sitting 
and screening or we're watching games at one o'clock, I need to be listening. I, I really do take notes if coach says something interesting or Chris or Jason um, this year that I'm just going to write it down in my notes and hope to bring that back up when we get into the studio and whatever is the one point that somebody really wants to make. I mean, it's my job to make sure that we get that out of them because a lot of times when you're going in live television, there's a lot of things coming at us or there are games ending here and there. And so I, I do have to be the one that kind of remembers this is the point, though, that we're trying to get to and kind of directing us to that point. So I do believe that that's like my most important job and I take it really seriously. And I also tell the guys, too, like I'm just here to, to make you guys have fun and like feel good about this. So I, I take pride in that, too, building chemistry and making sure that everyone's kind of having a good time, being their best selves. Garrett, Sims, and Barry are grateful to be part of the most-watched studio show in sports. For me, the words that keep coming into my mind are excited and grateful. I'm so excited for this opportunity and, and grateful to be sitting in the room with these guys. Uh, it, it is the marquee show, maybe in all of television, certainly in, in, in football. Everybody in the league knows that, and, and to have the chance to be a part of it. And everybody at NBC, I'm obviously new at this. I'm a rookie. But everybody's been incredible. They've been so fun to work with. They've been so helpful to me, everybody in this room and beyond. So it's been a fun experience for me. I'm going to learn as I go and try my best to keep up with these guys. But it's been fantastic. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think I say this every year. It's, it's a dream come true to be on Sunday Night Football. Growing up, you know, being a part of my dad's career and everything, you know, this is just such a marquee platform we have such great camaraderie with the group we have here we always get marquee games with great quarterback storylines it's so exciting but more or less i'm just excited to be a part of this group uh it is fun like jason garrett says we have a lot of fun watching football through the day you know i love hearing coach dungy's thoughts maria she's amazing leading the charge for us and matthew berry being a part of the the crew is has added some life for sure as well so uh, really excited about the year and just couldn't be happier about you know, NBC and, and Sunday Night Football in general. You know, it's interesting. Chris said it's a dream come true. I would not say it's a dream come true for me because when I was dreaming, the idea that a fantasy guy could be on Football Night America didn't seem possible. So the idea that I'm here is a true pinch me, uh, insane, crazy moment for me. Very excited. When I left ESPN, I was very flattered to get offers. But the minute NBC said, hey, we're interested, I stopped talking to everyone else because – I've watched Football Night in America for years and years and years. It is the show of record. And when I got the opportunity to join this show, it was like, when do you need me? Where do I show up? Uh, it was just a no-brainer. So I'm so grateful. And I know that's a word that's been thrown around, but it's a true feeling among, I think, all of us here, but especially me. Uh, I'm so incredibly appreciative of NBC for not only supporting me, but also supporting uh, you know, fantasy and, and, and betting and saying, hey, we understand this is a way that fans engage with the game in a big way, and we want you. We don't want you to change who you are. Bring what you do and bring it to Football Night in America. And so that support is truly incredible, and everyone here in this room and Rodney and Jack and Mike as well have been nothing but welcoming and supportive and how can we help and how can we make you better. And it's, uh, it is you know, I wish I had dreamed it because it, it would be a dream come true. Uh, so it's incredible to think this is possible. As Taylor tells you how her show evolves, mentioning her road colleagues Jack Collinsworth and Rodney Harrison, Dungy notes the pursuit of why stays the same. If you watch this show, it definitely continues to evolve. Um, last year, Jack and Rodney went on the road and they brought you kind of the 
the hometown fan scene. And that's something that we hadn't had. You know, they were in the neighborhoods. It was cool to, to be able to see Rodney interacting with players. And he's literally on the sidelines before kickoff having conversations with guys and getting their mindset for you. And that's, that's some of the things that you can't get anywhere else that we're able to deliver. Something else that's just special about our show that you really can't get anywhere else is we're reacting as the games come in. Sometimes we're getting highlights. There's a game-winning field goal. It's happening in the 4 o'clock game. You're getting instant analysis from Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett. You, you're not getting that on Twitter. Um, and so that's something that I think that we take um, a big responsibility on. Like, we know that we are going to be the first ones to get to have a discussion about the 4 o'clock games, and we bring that. We bring that analysis, and, what, and we turn the page, and we talk about what's coming up next. And so that's really important. Another thing about the evolution is that we are leaning into, uh, like Matthew Berry said, with fantasy football and gaming. You want to hear what Matthew Berry has to say about whether or not, you know, whoever's playing Mike Evans or someone is going to get however many yards. I mean, he's got great analysis, and he's been doing this for years, and so that's something that we've been able to add. Um, so I think that we still are the show of record. I believe that we, as a pregame show, as all the games come to an end, we we are still valued in this landscape and the shoulder programming that we provide is something that really can't be found anywhere else, almost because of where the timing is and because of the specific um, analyst and expertise that we have on the set. And I can say this, having been here 13 years, one of the things that we have always taken pride in is we try to tell the audience why things happen. A lot of people can show you highlights and tell you what happened and give you the score and that. But uh, being able to say, well, here's why it happened. Here's why it's important. Here's what this team has to do. And uh, we, we take pride in bringing that. I'm excited to have Jason with us. To, we can delve more into that. Chris talks about quarterback play and what's going on and why offenses are successful. So that's been a big part of us. And I, I think we'll uh, continue to do that. And maybe Matthew will even tell you why somebody <laughs> is going to be a big pick tonight and we're going to do well. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.